Braves, Bulldogs, Falcons, Yellow Jackets, Hawks, Eagles. From the heart of Georgia, it's the Bill Shank Show. Hour number two of our broadcast. Thank you very much for being with us here on this Tuesday. I'm Bill Shanks. We are broadcasting live from Your Pie here in Macon on Bass Road, and we hope you will come get a pizza. It's great pizza here. Uh, I'll get my levels here right in a minute, Chris. I just absolutely have no clue what I'm doing, so I don't know what the heck I'm keep on messing with these levels. Well, I think they're up. good now, so don't touch it, Bill. Okay. All right, here we go. <laughs> I hit him the first time, then I moved it, then I went all the way over, and I apologize. Now let's talk to Miles Garrett. He is with Fox 5 in Atlanta, WHEA, WACA, the Fox affiliate, of course, in Atlanta. And you can follow him on Twitter at Miles Garrett TV. He has been in spring training for the last week. We talked with him last Tuesday when he got to Northport. Are you back home, or are you still down in Florida? Still down in Florida. I got one more day down here, so uh, savoring the sunshine. Okay. Well, good. Good for you. That's great. All right, so um, in general, what have you seen? What does this team look like so far here before they start playing the games on Saturday? Yeah, I mean, for the most part, I'd say this team looks kind of like how we expected it to look. You know, everyone kind of gets along fairly the same way. It's still the same usual suspects that are here, and you know kind of who's going to be good, who's, you know, going to be on the major league roster of sorts. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it it appears that the Braves are kind of business as usual. They're ready to sort of shake off the the rust and sour notes that last season and really the last two seasons have have ended for them. Uh, But they seem pretty loose. They seem ready to go, and that's all you can ask for uh, for mid-February. Well, absolutely, no question about that, and it's good to uh, good to good to hear that. All right, so the pitching is what I think has caught my eye. Uh, I think you had some video of Spencer Strider curveball. Are are you kidding me? Can we go ahead and give him the Cy Young now if he's throwing a curveball? Holy cow, that's going to be hard to hard to beat. That isn't it? <laughs> yeah, no, he was experimenting with that yesterday uh, for the first live action batting practice that they had. They had him going up against. Matt Olson and Austin Riley, and yeah, he was he was playing with the curveball. We talked to Smith afterwards, kind of talking about him experimenting, adding some things. He gets some feedback from guys like Matt and and Austin up there at the plate to see, you know, if it's fooling them or if it's you know something that may be worth trying even further along in the future. And things are looking good in that regard. Obviously, this is the time for for Spencer to kind of experiment with that if he's trying to do so. But uh, no, you're right. I mean, that that'll certainly add an. Ex- insane new repertoire for a guy who already is a Cy Young-esque type pitcher. So uh, it'll be huge if he can add that to his arsenal. Well, no doubt. It would be ridiculous if he, if he can do that. And I think everybody's wanting to see that because, I mean, there's no question that he's needed additional options for that third pitch. I think he should throw the change up more. But if even if he can kind of spin the ball a little bit differently, which was kind of how he described it, that's not going to be a bad thing. Because if you have to try to guess of what's coming from that cat, you're in trouble. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, he, he's arguably, the, like you said, the most dangerous guy on this pitching staff outside of Max Freed just because of the speed, the velocity, what he's got with that fastball, which is stuff of closers, really, that he's able to maintain for an extreme amount of time being a starting pitcher. So 
to add that curveball, not only I think would add to his longevity during games, because obviously we talked about his fastball being kind of his main thing, maybe it could extend some of his stays up there on the mound even longer, which is something that you know that they'll be hoping to get. But no, as far as their fifth starter is concerned, there's a lot of options there right now, and uh, I don't think we're going to know that answer until maybe the end of camp. Yeah, I don't either. I, I really don't. Were you able to see Ronaldo Lopez pitch? Yeah, no, we, we've seen all of them out here. Um, it seems like it's going to be pretty stiff competition between Ronaldo Lopez, Bryce Elder, and, and maybe a host of others. One guy who almost unanimously has been pointed out by every single player on this roster, specifically the pitchers who we've asked, being like, hey, you know, he's, he's a guy that we should be paying attention to right now. All of them, almost in unison, have said Hurston Waldron, last year's first-round pick, uh, the pitcher. He, he's been out there. All the guys have been kind of gathering around and see some of his stuff. He's been pretty impressive. And uh, when all of your teammates and guys at the major league level are saying that you're a guy to be looking out for, that's something you got to take notice of because we've been seeing a lot of A.J. Smith-Schauber comparisons as far as kind of the youth and him maybe getting some major league reps uh Sooner rather than later. Again, this is a guy that was a rookie basically last year and shot his way up through the main or the, the Braves farm system. Finished last year in Gwinnett, and uh, yeah, could be competing for that fifth spot potentially at some point. You know, we don't know how good he'll be once he gets to the major league level. But yeah, between Smith Chauver, Reynaldo Lopez, Bryce Elder, potentially Hurston Waldrop, there's some stiff competition going for that spot. Oh, it's great! I love it. I love I love the competition. I love the options available i mean there's going to be a winner obviously then the camp as you said but also to have those as backup options is is great as well does bryce elder and i've i've hoped miles that he would come to camp kind of determined to and kind of almost pissed that he's having to be in a in a fifth starters competition he was an all-star last year he was he made 30 starts this team Did, did you talk to him does he sound like he understands the challenge ahead of him with this competition Oh, yeah. No, he, that was one of the first things he had mentioned, you know, just talking about, you know, how he didn't finish 2023 like he wanted to. He knows that he underperformed, and he kind of attributed that, and, you know, with you can kind of understand it just his youth. You know, he that was his first full Major League Baseball season, really. You don't really know how much you can extend yourself. Again, it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint, and I think he realized that last year, and he kind of came into this spring training based on the interviews and what we've spoken to him with is, Kind of, yeah, you know, I know it's going to be a competition, but I also at the same time know that I'm an all-star pitcher. He was one you know, for the first half of last season. He was right up there with Max Fried and Spencer Strider as far as being one of the aces on this team. So if he can kind of put that together for a whole 162-game season, obviously he's not starting that many, but, you know, if, if he can kind of figure out that longevity portion of pitching at the major league level, which is what I really think he was struggling with last year towards the tail end, then you're going to have at least three studs there at the top end of your roster, you know, maybe not a guy that's hovering around just the fifth spot. Yeah, I have no doubt. And I really think that Bryce needs to go out there and really show out because if not, one of those other guys who threw harder could could win. Miles Garrett is our guest. We are talking Bryce baseball. He's down at Northport for one more day. And, again, you can download the Fox 5 local app on your app store to – Watch content from Miles and his colleagues there at Fox 5 from spring training. And also, of course, they're programming on the Georgia Bulldogs and the and the Atlanta Falcons. Miles, uh, Jared Kelnick is, is the one new position player on, on this team. How's he look to you? 
Pretty good. Actually, I'm doing a, a story for Fox 5 today on him. I just finished putting it together. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, he, he's extremely grateful to be here. That was very evident in speaking with Jared, uh, kind of talking about when he heard he was going to the Braves, about how ecstatic he was, knowing how things are run here. He's very confident. He can kind of get his career back on track here in Atlanta. Obviously, you know, Marcelo Zuna probably not going to be your left fielder. He's going to probably stick to being a DH. Oddly enough, saw him taking first base reps today with Matt Olson. But, uh, no, Jerry Kellenick uh, so far has, has seemingly meshed really well with these guys. Talked to Michael Harris about it, and he says that he's currently a starting partner. Those two are getting acquainted with one another out there in the outfield. And, uh, yeah, no, so far, number 24 looking good in, the, in a Braves uniform, and hopefully that continues. I imagine he'll probably be uh, toward the tail end of the Braves batting lineup. Uh, but, uh, you know, we're excited to see how he can kind of give his career its own little resurgence a little bit here in this great ball. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, um, a lot of light's going to be on Chris Sale. Let's get back to pitching. I don't give a damn about those hitters. I love pitching, Miles. So I love, I could talk pitching all day long. Chris Sale and Max Freed, can we get them to a buffet? Can you take them to a buffet tonight before you leave? To And I mean, it's not like you're. You, you may need a little little uh, weight on your bones too, dear boy. Y'all, y'all need to go to the buffet. You're like a CC's or something. Those, those two are skinnier than you are. <laughs> yeah, it's funny you bring that up. We actually asked Max about that. He, I think he said he lost some weight this offseason. Um, he was talking about just how his metabolism is crazy, kind of through the roof. Uh, I think he said something about, like, he lost 15 pounds or something of that nature. Um, but, uh, no, it, it was something we brought up. They're, the health is all fine. But, uh, yeah, they're just God bless the, the young metabolism. I know mine is certainly starting to, to go away. So, I guess those, those guys still have it, even Chris Dale at his older age. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he he's. I can't wait to watch him, Miles. I'm just so excited about Chris Sale for him to say about being healthy for the first time and going into the end of the off season feeling good about himself. Coming out of it feeling good about himself. I mean, he he just uh, the sky's the limit. It looks like with this guy. Yeah. No. I mean, again, he he looks fresh out there, and they kind of credited the kind of freak injuries he's had the last couple of seasons to warrant that, you know, you ideally wouldn't see that happen again here for, you know, the, the brave stint that he's going to have. You know, you hope that those injuries are kind of just that sort of freak incidents that were non-baseball related and at this point already fixed of sorts. Um, but from seeing him out here, his stuff looks crisp. I mean, he, he looks like a very healthy Chris Dale. He said he's a very healthy Chris Dale and his teammates have been too. So, uh, adding him to a rotation that includes, you know, two young studs and Strider and Freed and kind of get that veteran presence behind them and Charlie Morton and, and now uh, and, and, and now Chris. You know, I think it, it adds a different element of youth and veteranship, uh, for lack of a better term, for the pitching staff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I can't wait. Well, Miles, thank you so much for giving us your insight on what you saw down there. And it's always fun to be at spring training. I'm hoping to get down there the next month myself. But thank you so much. Safe travels back to Atlanta. And we'll talk to you again soon, okay? Sounds like a plan, Bill. I'll talk to you later. All right. Miles Garrett, uh, we appreciate him taking time to join us from Northport as he has been covering the Braves for WAGA there in Atlanta. And calm me down, everybody. Calm me down. I just need to be calmed down about the Bravos. And it's that pitching. 
I know they're going to hit. I don't have to worry about whether or not this team's going to hit or not. I mean, look, I'm not going to expect them to, to duplicate what they did last year. I don't think they have to. I really don't think they have to. I mean, what? how much worse could they have been last year offensively than what they were and still have won 104 games? I mean, that that's kind of a weird question, but I think it's a fair question. And you look at this situation now with this team, and it's like, good grief, you know, what what? What what are you going to do? Um, this fifth starters competition, I, I've never in my life seen options like this. I'm not surprised by the Hurston Waldrop comment that Miles made. If you didn't hear that, he said that the teammates are, are uh, going on about Hurston Waldrop. Look, this kid's splitter is stupid. Stupid good. And I've seen video of it, and I think, um, I've read a lot about what some of the prospects gurus say about it. And it's uh, really interesting because you do not have someone very often that has this plus of a pitch, for lack of a better term, and it be this unique. A lot of people don't throw a splitter anymore. Bruce Suter used to throw a splitter. Bruce Suter was uh, the best relief pitcher in baseball 40 years ago when he signed with the Atlanta Braves 39 years ago. And then he had shoulder trouble, unfortunately, and never was the same again. But for a while, Bruce Suter, who later went to the Hall of Fame as a Cardinal, was the best real pitcher in baseball. I don't think there was any pitcher in the game that had the numbers that Bruce Suter did. They were stupid. And it was probably mainly because he had a split-finger fastball that just did crazy things. And – Hurston Waldrop has this kind of pitch to where, again, I'm not surprised hitters to say, good gosh, what have we got here? It's a great draft pick. It's an outstanding draft pick, even though he went to Florida. Great draft pick. I mean, I I have turned so much because of of where the Atlanta Braves are and what they should draft. When they're rebuilding, I want them to draft young pitchers. I want them to draft Mike Soroka. Ian Anderson and other pitchers that can be developed along the way as part of a rebuild. When you get to the level the Braves are now, if you have a pitcher on the board that is a college pitcher that can knock on the door at your next year's spring training. And look, the Braves considered Hurston Waldrop late last year. He was under consideration to be on the big league team in the playoffs because they thought if they brought this kid up and pitched him – for example, against Philadelphia, Philadelphia wouldn't have a dog's chance. They decided not to, but you kind of know now why it was a possibility. First time through seeing this kid, it's like, good gosh, what, what would have happened if he had been in the playoffs? But I'm glad they didn't. I think they needed to hold off on him. And I would prefer, look, if it was, if it was up to me, I would, it would have to be an overwhelming case for either Hurston Waldrop or A.J. Smith-Shaver to be that fifth starter. I want for Bryce Elder to be the fifth starter. I don't know if he will or not. I want for Bryce Elder to be the fifth starter because, number one, if Bryce Elder is not the fifth starter, his his value as a player decreases. Hold on. You mean a guy who made 30 starts for you last year and was an all-star and even made a playoff start in spite of the results can't even make your rotation? Why not? And what does that say about him? Now, we know the big thing about him is he doesn't throw hard. 
But if Bryce wins the job and even pitches well enough to be an effective fifth starter, you know, if they have someone like a Waldrop or Smith Shaver knock on the door and need that job later on in the year, they can trade AJ. I mean, they could trade uh, Bryce Elder. Get a prospect. Get someone for two years from now. I mean, replenish your system if you need to. Because if Bryce Elder can show that he's a major league pitcher in a rotation, even one as good as the Braves may have, somebody that has pitching issues may want to come and get him. But if Bryce Elder doesn't win the job, what are you going to have? Is he going to be a long reliever? Is he going to be the new Jesse Chavez? Well, that kind of pitcher, how much value does that have on the trade market? Can he be valuable to you in that role? I don't know. Does he go back to AAA? He's got options left. Do you really want a guy who was an all-star last year to go back to AAA? I don't know about that. And then Reynaldo Lopez. Uh, Reynaldo Lopez may be the best of all of them, but I want him in the bullpen because Reynaldo Lopez in that brace bullpen is sick. Sick. Rossiel Iglesias, A.J. Minter, Aaron Bummer, Joe Jimenez, Pierce Johnson, Reynaldo Lopez, Tyler Matzik, Dylan Lee. Are you kidding me? There's not a better bullpen in the sport with or without Reynaldo Lopez, but I think particularly with Reynaldo Lopez in that bullpen, you can forget about that. That's ridiculous. So my best scenario, my best case scenario would be, all right, give Elder or let, let's hope Elder wins the fifth starter's job, push Reynaldo to the bullpen, and then A.J. Smith-Shalver and Bryant and uh, uh, Hurston Waldrop go down to AAA and, and buy their time. <laughs> but you want to talk about pressure? Bryce Elder wins the fifth starter's job, and either A.J. or Hurston Waldrop kick ass in AAA, Bryce Elder is going to be under more pressure than he was under last year. There wasn't a whole lot of pressure last year on him because the Braves really didn't have anybody else. And, of course, you've got to wonder about injuries. I understand that. But still, that, that's, that's the best-case scenario for the Braves. Bryce wins the fifth job. Lopez goes to the bullpen. smith Shaver and Waldrop go to AAA. And, but here's the thing. Here's the funny thing. We're forgetting about Huascar Enoa. What if Enoa wins the fifth starter's job? And that could happen. That's not out of the question. Five legitimate candidates, and maybe Dylan Dodd saying, hold on, wait about, what about me? And maybe Darius Vines does too. But this is a great competition. Outstanding. This is not throwaway pitchers. You may argue that Dodd could be a little bit of a throwaway pitcher compared to the others. But still, Dylan needs to go make his case. And Darius Vines really did well for him late last year. And Rick Kranitz was saying all through the end of the year after he saw Darius Vines in in Atlanta, I want to get this kid to spring training and work on him. So calm me down about the Braves, everybody. You can't win the World Series in February 20th, but by gosh, I want to give it to them right now. All right, we're at your pie here in North Macon on Bass Road. We invite you to come and get some great pizza, get some new oven-fired wings with the Hefner sauce. Just ask for the Hefner sauce. Hefner's hot sauce. Hefner's hot sauce. And are you about to make some? Okay. All right. Sounds good. We're not. We're not going to do. I know you're wimpy, so we're not going to make any buffalo sauce. But we will make you some lemon pepper and we'll some try, yeah. uh, and some yeah, hot honey good. barbecue and a little bit of the ranch that you like. Okay. Yeah, that'll be good. That sounds good to me. I'll try them. I'll absolutely. I'm sure they're good. I'm just you know. 
Yeah, I'm kind of wimpy like about that. I don't know why. I've just never liked hot sauce. I don't know why. I've never liked. Well, you know what? And, I, and I'll tell you, I've never been. I've never been big on barbecue sauce, like on chicken. I've never liked. God, I can't remember the last time I had barbecued chicken. Have you had? Do you have barbecued chicken a lot? It's been a while. And I'm not ordinarily. I'm a huge barbecue guy, but not a barbecue chicken. That's what I yeah. say. Just we'll make you a few okay. of each, and you don't have to. Listen, the lemon pepper good. will probably, probably scratch you where you itch, okay? It sounds, that sounds like that's, that's, that's going to be the fine. winning wing for that's, you. As long as it's good, that's all, we, all that matters. All right, we're going to open up the phone lines now. We'd love to hear from you. You can talk Falcons like what we've been talking about. Uh, also, Hawks, uh, should the Hawks trade Trey Young? What do you think? And Braves, plenty of stuff to talk about. We'll talk about anything except the Auburn-Georgia game this weekend. Typical Georgia fan. Don't want to, you know, just want to control the conversation. We've lost six in a row. There's nothing to talk about. It's time to it's time to bend the trend, then, right? It's time to turn things around. I mean, you guys have been close. You've been in all these games. Uh, I'm not very hopeful right now for some reason. I, I'm, the last two times we've been to Athens have not gone well. Buzzer beater to win it two years ago when we had two first round lottery picks, and then well, almost a lottery two two first rounders, and then last year we we lost. Yeah, I know that was rough. All right, 478-646-ESPN. Control the content so Chris can't talk college basketball. That's the end of it right there. 478-646-ESPN. We'll take a break. Back with phone calls and more sports talk from your pie here in Macon right after this. Four twenty-five is the time. By the way, tonight you might want to listen to Georgia Bulldogs baseball. They're killing Georgia State right now. Two home runs for Charlie Condon. It's all I've seen. Dash giving us some scoopage on Twitter. It is nine to nothing dogs, top of the fourth. Pretty good game for the dogs. Pretty good start to the West Johnson era. All right, four seven eight six four six ESPN is the number to call. Artists in Statesboro. How are you, sir? Real long time. I hadn't heard. I hadn't called in a while. I've changed my job. Well, I'm glad you called. I hope you'll be able to call regularly. I hope that job will allow you to call regularly. Man, I, I get out, I, I run the Savannah Ports, and I listen to 104.3 every day, but by the time I get home, it's 2.30 right before you come home. I'll be darned. Well, thesuperstations.com, you can, you can hear it uh, right there online. Yeah, I think I'm going to walk around the house with my headset on. I'll probably, I'll probably start calling back, yeah. That, that's probably what i Well, I'll good. Do. I hope you but, do. Man, I don't even know where to start at with this Trey Young tobacco we got going on, man. Um, like the beat reporter said, we squandered that, Bill. We have actually squandered that. I know. I, 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 I'm just so amazed that we go from Eastern Conference Finals to this, and and they can't win, and they can't be over 500, and I don't know what the answer is. I. I Part of me is curious, artist, and I want your thoughts on this. And I asked Jason Walker, and I've tried to kind of push him on this, but he hasn't really uh, buckled on it. All right, just trade Trey Young. Just trade him. Just go ahead and trade. find the best deal you can for him, and, and let's go with DeJounte Murray. Let's see if Murray, as the main guard, can work. Do you think they could find the right deal to put the pieces around Murray to make that work if they're hell-bent on needing a, a switch here? What do you think about that? Okay, I'm going to say this. If we trade young, we need another household name. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm an avid basketball fan. I don't even know what college DeJounte Murray went to. So you get what <laughs> I'm saying. Trey Young is a household name. 
Yeah. Now, if we can trade and get us a household name, maybe. But for right now, man, we need to keep both of those guys and Johnson and wipe everybody else. Yeah. Well, I think they've got the second part of this season to show what they can do. Because if not, if they can't get better here in the second part of the season, I love Johnson. I love what I've seen from him. I, I, I don't understand the inconsistency of DeAndre Hunter. I'm disappointed with that. And, of course, the defense is not what we thought it was going to be. Uh, they got to figure out what to do with this center position, if they're going to give it to a Congo or not. But let's see what they can do in the second half of the season. But, I mean, if it doesn't get any better, Artis, you know something's going to happen. You know it's going to hit the fan there. Well, one good thing, it's bad. It's probably as bad as it's going to get. So, we have nowhere kind of like to just look up. I, I think when it yeah. gets this bad, then it's going to get better. I, I think we just probably have an easier reaction. I, I think they're going to be better than second half. Do you think the, the young Murray dynamic can work? I look at it close. And they don't go tick for tack, Clay. I mean, Trey Gills murdered them all when he needs it. And they kind of play good with each other. That's just my opinion. Uh, they're not tick for tack, so I think they can work. I think we just don't have nothing else but Johnson. Johnson's a young player. He's coming on, man. We need a center that somebody has to guard. Yeah. Yeah, Clint, uh, they just got to get him out of there. And a Congo needs to be. We need to give the Congo the, the, the chance. I mean, he's making $15 million. So, yeah, I, I agree. You know, we just got to see something here. You want to say something about the Falcons too, Artis? Yeah, I want to be right quick. Uh, I, I kept hearing y'all say Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick didn't do nothing without Tom Brady. Bill Belichick in Atlanta I didn't think would be great because I don't know if the players would. I think he old school. His young players are not old school. They're new school players, so it's. I don't think his approach would have been great to Atlanta. And I don't know if Raheem going to be the guy either, but I just didn't think Bill Belichick would be that guy. Well, the theory of, well, he didn't do anything without Tom Brady. I mean, number one, uh, he had to have a hand in what Tom Brady did for all those years in New England. I, I think the dynamic between Tom Brady and Bill Belichick was very important. Okay, you know, Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay and did it with Bruce Arians. I get it. Uh, but uh, and I'm not surprised that after Tom Brady left the Patriots, they weren't any good. The Falcons haven't been any good after le- losing Ryan. Right, most of the time when you lose a dynamic and and franchise quarterback, you do take a step back. Hell, I don't know if Miami's ever recovered from post Dan Marino. Uh, so I, I just don't buy in that as much, really. I I think because of what's happened in this franchise and the collaborative bullcrap that they tried to push on the fan base for so many years, that it would have been worth going down the, well, just handing the keys and see if he can fix it. Because it needs fixing. It hasn't worked. And, but, you know, they've gone in another direction, and I certainly hope Raheem is the right guy because I don't know if this owner is going to do anything different moving forward as long as he's the owner. Right. But what Kirk Cousins? He, the, the, I mean, the Falcons got great tools on offense. They got a good defense. We do need us just a good bus driver. And Kirk Cousins is, I don't know if he can do what he can do with us in the playoffs, but I think he would come in and start to bleed. I don't think you're seeing down he'd make the team better. As long as he's healthy, I, I think you're right. I think he'd make him better for sure. All right. Hey, good luck in your new job, and we hope to hear from you soon, okay? All right, man. It's great to hear. Great to talk to you. I'll see y'all. Talk All to you right. later.
Thank you so much. Always good to talk with you. 478-646-ESPN. Eddie in Ackworth is with us. How are you? Good. How are you today, Bill? I'm doing well. I hope Chris is on. Uh, I want to pick his brain about <coughs> Kirk Cousins. But before I get to that, it's already been established you don't like coffee. Now I found out today you don't like hot wings and barbecue sauce. Bill, what the hell is wrong with you? Are you a woman? No. Un-American. No, I'm not a woman, and I'm not transitioning. Uh, don't worry sure? about that. I, I, uh, I'm not going to be come back next week and be Billy Jean. Uh, no, I just have weird taste here, but I'm not big on hot sauce. Or I, I had that Nashville hot chicken one time. I thought I was going to throw up. Oh my gosh! <laughs> what a sissy! No, just give me some damn fried chicken. I don't need no hot crap in my in my body. Just give me some good something that tastes good. Bill, it's okay. Nowadays, you can admit you're transitioning. That's a good thing that people embrace that. So you can admit that. You know what? I'm I'm getting strong enough by going to this gym every morning that I might be able to hurt you now. So you better shut up. Yeah, I think you got a little ways to go. Hey, right, can I? Can I? Can Don't I worry, I wouldn't. Whip, I wouldn't beat up the elderly. <laughs> oh God! You can you can say that you can say that for another month, and then we're tied, my friend. That's over. right. I know. I know. So go ahead with Chris. He's here. He's there. How are you, Chris? Good to speak to you. Um, I just I'm want to pick your brain a little from bit about, How are you? I'm great. Kirk Cousins. So I know you laid out all the all the things, and and you know I, I can get past the age. I can get past the Achilles. I think you'll be okay. I just can't get past, and I know the number hasn't been established yet, but it's been thrown out there that he may be ninety million for two years. $45 million a year for this guy. And what if it blows up in your face? Now, if you go get Justin Fields, you're only paying him, I think, $17 million a year. Yeah, it's going to cost you a second-round pick probably on top of that, maybe a player. But I can deal with that. If that doesn't work out within two years, you, you've got two years before you have to sign that next big contract. And the other thing, Chris, I am so tired of watching this team, Matt Ryan, etc have quarterbacks that just sit in the pocket, and when things break down, they just get sacked. We need a quarterback in this league to be successful. I'm not saying you got to have Michael Vick back there that runs for 1,000 yards. You need somebody who can get out of trouble, and I don't think Kirk Cousins can do that at all. Well, you, may, you, you are absolutely right about him being a pocket passer. Um, no question there. But I would one thing that I think we can all agree on is that the Falcons have a very strong, especially when it comes to passing, has a strong offensive line. They had, they had several games this year where they were actually the number one rated uh, offensive line at, at pass blocking according to Pro Football Focus. I hear what you're saying about the 45 million. I think that's a number that threw out, they threw out there. I don't think that number is going to stick. I do agree that it's a lot of money for Kirk Cousins. However, do you not feel more confident in Kirk Cousins than Justin Fields? And it would just be a couple-year deal, right? I just right. think that Justin Fields hasn't done anything to prove himself as you know, like a championship-caliber NFL quarterback. I understand Kirk Cousins hasn't won the big one, but I think we all can agree that Kirk Cousins has had a, a remarkably better career so far with Justin Fields. I know the jury's not – completely done with uh on on justin fields that's still out to a certain degree but i just think the falcons i guess i'm looking at it from this perspective eddie i really believe with the defensive pieces we have with the offensive pieces with which we all know about algier and Bijan and london and pitts and for that matter johnny smith if he comes back which i don't know i don't know that he will they may cut him he may be a casual, uh, salary cap casualty 
I just think that we really are a quarterback away from the NFC South from potentially, you know, like a number two seed. And if that's the case, then all bets are off. Would you not be willing to take a two-year uh, gamble on Kirk Cousins if it meant we were saying, let's say we met, won a couple of games and, God forbid, made the NFC Championship? I just think our chances are much better with Kirk Cousins than Justin Fields. That's just my personal opinion. I totally get what you're saying with the salary cap, but I think it's going to take more than a second rounder to get Justin Fields. I think they're going to they're going to pull in a a much higher ransom for Justin Fields, is my opinion. And I just hate trading away draft picks. That's all. No, I understand. I understand that. So, are you opposed to trading away? It sounds like you are. What you just said, going up to get one of those three quarterbacks, Caleb Williams, Drake May, or Jaden Daniels. I love Jaden Daniels personally. I would absolutely trade away to get Jaden Daniels. I don't, but I don't think I think in that scenario, if you trade up, you don't get a guy like Kirk Cousins. You just right. You just it's take your loss with a rookie yeah. quarterback, believing that he's going to be another Matt Ryan type, and then that's your hope anyway, and that he'll start as a rookie, and then within a two or three years, he'll have us in you know in competing for a championship. I don't think you do both. I think if you get Kirk Cousins and you sit at eight. And you get maybe a J.J. McCarthy or you take a Dallas Turner. But I don't think if you trade up for the quarterback, I'm okay with that. It's just, hey, you got to go all in on that quarterback, especially with what, what's being bandied around about how much they want for those one of those top three picks. I'm definitely not a Caleb Williams guy. Uh, Drake May, I guess, is unfair. Like I said earlier, that Mitch Trubisky keeps popping in my head. But Jaden Daniels, I, I know a lot of people talk about how skinny he is. Those people that talk about how skinny Jaden Daniels is have never seen Matt Ryan's at Dan Tanner's. They've never seen Matt Ryan on the field pregame. I mean, they are basically the same body type. Now, Matt Ryan was a stick. Uh, and I think Jaden Daniels, coming out of the SEC and the defenses he played, I mean, he's he's a baller. I think we can all agree with that. And I I would be totally okay with that. But my preference would be to, to sit at – if you ask my preference, my preference would be to sit – Sit at eight, take somebody, draft a quarterback, and also sign Kirk Cousins. But, listen, Eddie, you know me. I'm, I'm a die-in-the-wool Falcons fan. I'm a rarity. So, if the Falcons uh, sign Justin Fields, I'm going to be there, row seven, section 111, rooting like hell for Justin Fields. Well, that's good. Well, Bill, I'll end with this. We're, we keep talking about all these things we need to do as fans, what we like to see. It's still the Atlanta Falcons, and I can promise you we're all going to turn around and go, what the hell was that at some point during this draft or in the offseason? Because that's what they do to us. Where did that come from? Well, I hope not. I hope we can get past there, that. There, there is a ray of hope, though, if you think about it. The Patriots for years and years were had Falcons-like history. The Kansas City Chiefs, although they had some very early success, they have been – they were kind of lost in the wilderness for 40 years as well, right? So they found the right quarterback. This, that's right. And that's, and that's what I would say to Kirkland, and I love Kirkland. But come on, does that – so Andy Reid is garbage? Because guess what? If Baxter Mahomes wasn't there, they wouldn't have won three championships yeah. in the last five years. Come on, who's kidding who? Well, and, you know, sitting here even just listening to, to both of you a little bit, I mean, the thing is, all right, who can you envision the Falcons – having on their team get them to the Super Bowl next year. Let's take this approach. Let's just say that the Falcons brass are saying, you know what, we get the right guy. We are a Super Bowl contender in 2024. Okay, if they take that approach and think that highly of their roster, except for that position, then Kirk Cousins is the answer and it's not even close. Right? I mean, I think who can you envision getting your team to that level of the playoffs? That was all I was trying – that was the only point I was trying to make. Like, of those guys, if you think you can win within the next one or two years, listen, I, I understand that once we get to the the Super Bowl, we'd be playing a guy like a Kirk Cousins or yeah. somebody very difficult from the FC. But in the NFC, 
outside of maybe San Francisco, who is really head and shoulders above us? We know the NFC South is well documented. I think the NFC is very light. You have to think that Green Bay, with love, is going to be a force. They're, they're going to be maybe. very good, right. but, I mean, we beat them this year for right. better or for worse. But it's not – I'm not going to sit here and be scared of Dallas when they haven't done squat in no, three decades. No, not with Dak Prescott, right. and, and, and especially as long as the fat man is the coach. So, I'm not going right. to be concerned with them. I'm, all I'm saying is if you get to that NFC championship, then anything can happen, and Kyle Shanahan could wet the bed at any moment. Absolutely. He's shown that time and time again. All right, Eddie, thank you. Thank you, guys. All right, take care. Four seven eight six four six ESPN is our number. We got one on hold. It's a killer, and we're going to come back. We got three lines open. Four seven eight six four six ESPN. We are at Your Pie here on Bass Road in Macon. Also, don't forget the location in downtown on Poplar Street. Come get some wings or some pizza. Whatever sounds good to you. You can have it your way here with a great pizza at Your Pie. They have uh, great selections. The great wine, of course, is outstanding. You would love it. We'll take a break. Be back. More of your phone calls and more sports talk. Your thoughts on this Falcons quarterback debate that's going to be going on for a couple of months here until we have a resolution. Back with more right after this. Quarter till five is our time. All right, I just tried the new wings here at Your Pie. The barbecue and the Hefner special sauce. And also the lemon pepper. Yes, the lemon pepper are my preference because I just do not do not eat hot sauce very much. But both sauces for the barbecue and the Hefner sauce, there is a really good, that's a really good sauce. I can, uh, my mouth's on fire. But I mean. <laughs> you didn't even have that one, Bill. I'm not used to it, dumb I will say this, though. For, for anybody listening, I am impressed about how, how quickly you plow through those wings. That was impressive oh, work yeah. right there. Well, I, I'm used to eating in four minutes. You did it. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm, was, I'm used to eating in commercial breaks, you know? You did, you did that very well. I yeah. Mean, you, you got out of it. You had the, kind of the eye of the tiger, if you will. <laughs> and uh, The I, lemon pepper are really, really good, though. And I like lemon pepper better than the other two. But, so I you mean, and the Steve other, Norris are twins. But if the if – the, if the uh, sauce, if in the hot sauce, if you like hot wings, you do need to come try. It's the, definitely here locally anyway. The, yeah. uh, the buffalo sauce has been our most popular. The one thing I stress, and then I'll get off of it, is we make these sauces in-house. Everything is done by hand. The lemon pepper is mixed here with a couple of other uh, special ingredients. So everything we do is in-house, and that kind of makes it, gives it a personal touch. And you, I think, I, I know it's a cliche, but I think I really think you can taste the difference. So. Anyway, that, do you have an ice pack in the back? Bill, you had one hot wing. I'm not used to this stuff. It's hot. Eddie, if you're still listening, you got to come get your boy. He is. <laughs> My mouth is really hot. It's like, holy crap. Yeah, I, no, I'm bad about, I'm about hot sauce. I'm just not a, I don't eat it a lot. It's, and it's not that it tastes bad. I wouldn't have eaten it if it tastes bad. I just, like, okay, you got hot wings or lemon pepper. I'm going to go for lemon pepper. Because I can taste it more and not have my lips on fire. We can make you a couple of plain ones, too, and you can use ranch. All right, four seven eight six four six espn <laughs> He's mocking me in my presence. Ken from Macon. Killer, you need to come out here and get some wings. You'd love these wings. I don't know. My stomach probably wouldn't take it right that way I'm feeling. Oh, okay. But anyway, to hear I, that. Want to tell, I want to tell you and your listeners, have y'all ever watched the Atlanta Falcons lately? 
Have we watched the Atlanta Falcons lately? Yeah, unfortunately. Well, they hadn't played in about six weeks, but yeah. But the problem, that one of the problems is Arthur Smith. He didn't play uh, Desmond Ritter, but four games a year before last. How do you expect a man, quarterback, coming out of college to be able to play in the pros not have very much experience? That plus, have you watched the last part of the games? They lost by their defense. They need help on defense really bad and help on off at the line. Matthews is getting very old. They got to get all that straight before they get them a cotton pick another quarterback. Until that's why I wanted Belichick to be the general manager. They fired that other guy and put Belichick because he would have known how to draft. Because every time when he when New England did it, he knew what he was doing and drafted and everything. Else. That's what they need to do instead of thinking about going jump a quarterback and spend a bunch of money on on something like that. Because Kirby Smart, give an example. Kirby Smart said that about Georgia Bulldog before he got there. When he got there, he got it straight. That's what that's what the Atlanta Falcons need to do. Until they do it, they ain't gonna win. They, they but you know they need one. another quarterback. Killer, killer. you know they need another quarterback. It, Ritter, and I agree with you, Ritter was mishandled. It was not a very good situation. There's no question that they screwed that up. I mean, I, I think that train's already left the station. I, I mean, I think it's over with. I think they got to get it, go get another quarterback. And so it, it's like, all right, what do you do? They, they can't allow Desmond Ritter to just be developed by Zach Robinson and see what he can do. they got to get somebody else. And if they feel, not us, if they feel this roster is close to being ready to go, then a veteran quarterback, it's just like what happened with Chris Chandler 27 years ago. It's the same thing. But everybody keep talking about quarterback. They need to get that defense right and why they lose. And the offensive line, even if you get to Tom Brady, you get beat because – you ain't got no time. You're going to get killed. Until you get that, All right, thank you. you ain't going to win. Yeah, I, I know I know Killer. Okay, you look. Uh, thank you, Killer. We appreciate it. Look, here's the deal about the defense. He's right in. Are there more moves needed for the defense? Absolutely. We need another cornerback on the other side of Terrell. You know, can they help the other safety spot with Jesse Bates? Certainly. Got to get – you got to get um, the uh, linebacker from Mount, you know, BFU, the one that got hurt. Troy Anderson. Troy Anderson back. You got to get Grady Jarrett back. You got. You did have a couple of injuries that did kind of impact. Although I Nate was, Landman, I was, I, was, I was about to say we had several injuries. Right. Listen, the defense was markedly better. Did yeah. we have? Did we have some? Um, especially towards the second half of the season, did we mishaps? Have some, absolutely. Yes. Kill is right about that. However. It's kind of the chicken of the egg. When your offense is not possessing the ball, when you're three and out, three and out, three and out, and the injuries mount up, invariably your defense starts to wear down over the course of the season. Right. I don't think there's any question that the defense was better. I don't think there's any question that the Falcons, according to not, not Chris Hefner, according to pretty much any NFL analyst, the Falcons have a top ten offensive line. So you, you you roll your eyes. The stats don't lie. I know, I know that, but I think they can do better than Caleb McGarry, and I think I he's agree, right about Bill, it. But I'm just Matt, saying, as Matthews. a unit, as a unit, I get it. compared to what other teams and, have. And even though I have questions about Drew Dahlman, the point, the numbers are there, right? And Dahlman was better. Lindstrom obviously is the top guard in the league, and for the first year, Bergeron did okay, right? He did okay. So 
uh, it's legitimate, though, to have questions about the tackle spots. Older tackle on the left side, inconsistent tackle on the right side. But that being said, you've got to start the quarterback situation. What? Yes, they need help on defense. They need help in a lot of areas. There, there's no question about that, but they've got to have a quarterback. Again, look at the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. They got the right quarterback, and right. their roster as a whole is nowhere near as no. good as the Falcons' no. roster. Right. I don't think people that aren't true, like, they don't have this sick affliction that I do that watch every minute of every Falcons game understand. You've got something wrong with you. I, it's, well, it's a lifelong affliction. <laughs> Bill, I can't do anything about it at this point. But I don't think they understand relative to the rest of the league. There's, there's truly a, a handful of teams that are absolutely better than the Falcons rosters. But if you put the right quarterback with the Falcons roster and hopefully the coaching we're about to get, hopefully, right. we're going we're gonna to absolutely be right. Because that was mix. a problem, too. They did not have a good coach. And I think regardless of who you wanted, we got to get behind Raheem Morris and hope he's ready to go. Hope he's ready to be the guy. Hope Zach Robinson's the, the good choice. I don't know about the Lake kid character. Not kid, character. I'm a little questionable about Jimmy Lake. But hopefully Raheem will have that side. We won't have to worry about it anyway. Right? I mean, just because of the altercation with the player? No, there's a lot of other things about Jimmy Lake that have been questionable. But, yeah, that didn't really help matters. And I don't really think that was as big of a deal as people made it out to. But I, I think matter. Jimmy Lake – I think Jimmy Lake was an unusual choice for the defensive coordinator's job. I think you had to get a guy. Like, I think it was an unusual choice, but I think at the end of the day, Raheem Morris is going to have his fingerprints all I over. There's no defense. doubt. But so I think if if they were saying important. about how every coach in the league wanted to coach for Raheem Morris, and the only thing you can get for your DC is Jimmy Lake, that's a question mark. If you're an up and coming DC, do you really want to come? I mean, because knowing that Raheem Morris is going to, that'd be like coaching with Bill know. Belichick. Well, I don't know about that. But I think no. I, I mean no. And I'm just meaning this. I don't mean that. I'm not comparing Mahorse, right? Because I'm just saying the defensive. Well, that's, sure. That's you always practice, run into that. Right? So yeah. you're going to have somebody. You're not going to get a. Unfortunately, you're not. Although well, Raheem has confidence in him. That's all we have to worry about. Hey, wouldn't it have been nice to have gotten Steve Wilkes yeah. after we knew because that idiot who fired him is a moron. What? What? Didn't that speak to? I've always said that. Oh yeah. And this is. You know, this is just off the cuff, but I've always said Kyle, Hanna, Kyle Shanahan is a POS. Yeah. That was a POS move, man. Absolutely. He wasn't the one. They stopped them. That's something his nine, daddy would have done. They stopped them nine consecutive times against Kansas City, and that's that You're going to blame fault. him? You're going to blame him, and your defense was worn out because you dumbass was putting up three and outs to begin the second half like that? You didn't understand the overtime rules? Give me a break. I know. He's an idiot. So was his daddy, and there's no question about it. 478-646-ESPN. We're at your pie on Bass Road, making. Come see us. Get some pizza. Get some supper. Get some wings. More phone calls, more sports talk as we continue here on The Shank Show.